0: Kept going, I think about 60 or 70 metres ago and Darren Albert was flying across and yeah, he actually got me, it was a great tackle. Through, 20 metres from the line, Dalbert coming across in cover, what a tackle! Yeah, I have got a, half a game one of the trials and Peter Louis told me I was starting against Balmain at um, Leichhardt Oval. I've visited people inside but I know it's a bit of a shock when you first get in there.
1: Welcome to the From Then To Now podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lucius. In this series, we're going to be chatting with some of the forgotten names in Australian sport. Their names Aussies might remember, but aren't sure why. Whether it's for an incredible moment on the field, or their fall from grace off it, this is where you'll hear their story. This week, on episode number one, we caught up with former rugby league player Matt Sears. Sears made a name for himself as an electric fullback with pace to burn. He played 133 games for the North Sydney Bears, and also played for the West Tigers and Wakefield Trinity in the UK. However, his world came crashing down in 2015 when he was charged with supplying and trafficking cocaine. Sears caught up with us to chat about his rugby league career, his time in jail and what he's up to now. Go right back to the start, Matt, how did you get into footy as a kid?
0: I actually played soccer for one year on the Central Coast and we moved up to the Tweed Heads. And um, I just started playing rugby league when I was up there and from the first moment I started playing I loved it, you know. And I loved watching on TV and yeah, never looked back then.
1: Yeah, what, what did you like about the game? Just the physicality of it? Or just the, everything.
0: Yeah. Back then we used to play like full field, under sevens, under eights. And yeah, just liked everything about it, you know, tackling, running the ball. and
1: Yeah, so the soccer ball got ditched. And, yeah, soccer got ditched yeah. and
0: it was rugby league from did then on.
1: Look. How did you end up at North Sydney back in 93?
0: 93, well, I was at St Greg's Campbelltown boarding school for two years and um, we were pretty successful there in the schoolboys side. and I think we won it in 91 and uh, we made the semi finals in 92 and then we made the schoolboys, Australian schoolboys in 92 and had a few offers and decided to go to North Sydney Bears.
1: Yeah, what, why the Bears? I
0: don't know, Just it's probably the hardest club, like I thought I was going to crack first grade, but it was I don't know, probably a more stable club, so yeah.
1: You had a lot of competition for, for spots, didn't you, at the Bears at the time? Yeah, there was a few
0: competition spots and for spots and, yeah.
1: Talk us through your memories of uh, that game, 93.
0: Yeah, we played South, I was playing 21s all year and I played a few reserve grade games and the last game was at the Sydney Football Stadium against South Sydney. And I played under-21s that day, then I was walking back up the tunnel and Peter Lewis said, oh, I'll leave your boots on, We're going to throw you on first grade today. So, I actually got the last 20 minutes of first grade, so yeah.
1: Painting the picture, who was it against and what sort of players were you playing with and against that? I played day? against my
0: cousin Craig Field, um, I think Daryl Trindle, I'm quite sure, I think Mark Carroll was there maybe.
1: Tell me about your feelings when you're warming up, ready to go on.
0: Yeah, I was pretty nervous and pretty excited at the same time, you know, and the adrenaline was pumping, so it was good. How did you go? Uh, we won the game, but he only played 20 minutes, so I loved it, no tries or anything. <laughs>
1: Fast fast forward, talk us through that date that run on debut, how did all that happen? Yeah, the run on
0: debut was great. Um actually the first game against Balmain the next year, North Sydney signed Ivan Cleary to play fullback and unfortunately Ivan got injured in training about two weeks or three weeks before the comp started. So um, yeah, I've got a half a game one of the trials and Peter Louis told me I was starting against Balmain at um, Leichhardt Oval. That brings back plenty of good memories played against Benny Elias and Ciro and we actually had a good win that night, so it was great.
1: How old were you when you debuted?
0: I think I was 19 or 20, yeah.
1: And like a famous old ground, it was probably packed, was it? And
0: yeah, there was a few people there. Like um, I was one of the best Ovals to play on, obviously, because the crowd's so close. And I know, just I was that happy. I didn't care about the crowd. I was just happy to be out there playing.
1: And how did you go personally that, that yeah, night? Yeah, I was happy
0: with my game.
1: Feedback after that from Peter?
0: Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Was, we were pretty lucky because we went to run, run a winning run of seven games of North, so it kept me spot, and we were, had a pretty successful year that year. Yeah,
1: and that eventually led to the uh, the award. Tell us about what the award was called. And yeah, the Norrie
0: Tries Rising Star. Well, they picked one young player um, every from every team, or from each team, like every week. And um, yeah, and it was called the Norrie Tries Rising Star. We had a few dues throughout the year, and I was lucky enough to win the award later on in the year. The winner is, the 1994 winner of the New South Wales Rugby League Norwich Rising Star Award is Matt Sears of North Sydney. There is pressure like week in, week out, but you try not to worry about that too much. Just concentrate on the weekend coming and I'm um, not too far ahead. Danger again for Canterbury as Taylor gives it to Matt Sears! Oh, that's a beautiful path! Matt Sears gets the try!
1: What are your memories of the actual award itself? and the?
0: Yeah, it was a pretty good night. I think I sat next to Reg Gaznier and Ken Sutcliffe and yeah, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah. What, what did they give you?
0: I got a bit of a trophy and yeah, a bit of a portfolio.
1: Yeah, that, that must have been a buzz for a young bloke. Yeah, it was. It was. Next, the following year, 95, your, your name was right up there again, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, 95, we started pretty strong at Norse and I was lucky that was actually, I actually made the um, state of or- the countryside, then that led to making the state side, so yeah.
1: What was uh, what were your emotions like when you got you know, called up for the origin side?
0: Yeah when I first got picked for Origin it was 1995 and my manager was Wayne Beavis and I was with him at the time and Phil Good was the coach and he actually rang him up and uh, Wayne put me on the phone, he said I'm gonna I'll pick you to start on the bench for Origin so I was pretty happy.
1: Yeah, what, what was it like uh, entering camp with some of the biggest names in the game?
0: It was actually funny because Tim, I was playing fullback, I was on the bench, but Tim Brasher was the fullback and as soon as I got in the camp I ran into him in the lift. He said, just stick with me, you know, I'll look after you. So he's a great fellow, Tim, and a great footballer. Yeah,
1: and the experience of yeah, uh, you know, getting actually getting out there in the Origin arena?
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable, you know, to play with, because you used to watch the boys play Origin, some of the boys used to play, you know, when I was a kid, that I played with, so I used to watch watch them play, then actually get to play with them. It's a great experience.
1: Yeah, you still got some of the old gear? Or? Yeah, I still got
0: a f- few of the old jumpers. Give a few away, but i still got a few. Tuck, tucked away somewhere? Yeah. yeah.
1: And was, was Origin everything you thought it would be?
0: Yeah it was great, great times you know. I think the camps are a lot different than probably what they are now but you know we trained hard and there's plenty of team bonding as well.
1: A few beers thrown in? Yeah. yeah. And you you got another crack at Origin down the track? Yeah in 97
0: you? I played again and I was actually happy because we won that series and Tommy was our coach and Tommy was great. How many, How many games did you play in that series? I played two games I didn't get picked in the first game, and someone got injured in, the, injured in the first game, or in between the second game, so got picked in the second game.
1: Yeah, so we're the second game was, it was at MCG. Right. Okay.
0: And that was pretty good, pretty good experience, but it was only thirty or forty thousand people there, so it was a bit funny seeing such a big, you know, big ground with so, um, so not so many people. And uh, we actually won that game, and they won the first game that I didn't play in, so we won the series. So.
1: Was that the famous stink? the MCG? Nah,
0: I think that was 95.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 97 yeah, wasn't as... Yeah, 95 was a big stink. 97 yeah. wasn't as wild.
0: Nah, it wasn't as wild.
1: <laughs> what do you remember, the yeah, you know, the celebrations after New South Wales had won it?
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. Obviously we had Tommy as coach and I think we all went back to his room. We celebrated there for a while, then we kicked on a bit.
1: When you look back now, like, does that just seem like a lifetime ago?
0: It's a long time ago. Like You look back now and go, geez, you don't realise, you know. like how quick time goes, over 20 years ago. <laughs> R-
1: rattle off some of, the, some of the guys you would have played against at origin level and, and with?
0: Well I played against a of, uh, few clubmates mates, Ben and Brett Dallas and on our side we had like Brad Fittler and a couple of Norse boys as well, Greg Florimo and David Fairley. Played against Gary Larson and Billy Moore too, which was great.
1: Yeah, it's a great experience. Yeah,
0: great experience. Give each other a bit of stick.
1: Yeah, and then uh, back back to clubland with with Norse. Yeah, back to
0: clubland with Norse in um, ninety five. The Bears win. Sears, Matt Sears scores. Five minutes from the break. And we didn't go that good in ninety five and ninety seven. We got knocked out of the game before the grand final.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. That was a famous. Darren Albert, just just talk us right from the start making the
0: break. Yeah, well, um, we're playing at Sydney Football Stadium. Obviously, it's not there anymore now. And um, I think Michael Butten, I kind of like made a half break, and I backed him up on the inside, and I took off. And Rubio Davis chased me, and he kind of like ankle tapped me, so I fell over. Then I got up again because I wasn't held. Kept going, I think about 60 or 70 metres ago, and Darren Albert was flying across, and yeah, he actually got me. It was a great tackle, but yeah.
1: Do you remember the, the score the, the Darren Albert tackle? what the score was, the situation in the game?
0: I think there was only a try in at the time, I think, maybe, yeah, so it would have, we would have went the two behind or maybe drew, drew level at time. Yeah. That was momentum swing and anything, you know. Yeah, they
1: obviously got the ball back yeah. and, yeah.
0: Counter-attack for the Bears, Butner on the outside with Taylor, then back inside for Sears, Did a try. And his, can't believe it. A tremendous run down the right hand side.
1: He looked for all money as though he was going to score. You've obviously replayed in your mind a million times. You reckon you should have done something else? A million times.
0: Probably should have um, slid I reckon because it was a pretty wet day and uh, that's, that's what happens.
1: So just explain what happened as a result of losing that game and what Newcastle ended up doing.
0: Yeah well we lost that game just and Newcastle were probably too good in the end and then they played Manly in the next week in the grand final and Darren Albert happened to score the winning try.
1: So you played a part in rugby league history.
0: <laughs> when you you look can at say it, that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then a couple more years at, at Norse. Was that sad when that all ended?
0: Yeah, it's pretty disappointing towards the end, you know, like... Um, we moved up the Central Coast, trying to get teams out of Sydney, and um, that problem's building the stadium. Few up, got held up a little bit, and so, yeah. And Norse actually went broke, and then they merged with the um, manly at the time, come the Northern Eagles, but then I signed a three-year contract with the West Tigers. Do you,
1: do you think to this day is it still sad? Norse aren't in the NRL.
0: Yeah, I'd still love to see Norse in the NRL. It'd be great. Such a you know great found foundation club and. Uh,
1: and you, you guys had some great sides during that period. Is it, um, it frustrating that you didn't go further?
0: Yeah, it is frustrating, but I don't know. We're still. It's frustrating, you know, but it's plenty of good blokes and great memories, you know, and probably should have went one step further, but we actually didn't. So, but we're still all great mates and catch up every now and then.
1: Talk us through the switch to the Tigers. How did that come about?
0: Well, um, North Mer- merger um, Manly and become the Northern Eagles. I got a, I was only on I one year to go on my contract, so. Um, West Tigers offered me a three year contract, so yeah, I went over there.
1: Yeah, how, how was that? That's a, a new club as well. Yeah, it was
0: great. It was a good bunch of blokes and we had a good side. And First year, I think we'll come second all year and then we just last couple of games to go before the semis. We kind of like bowed out. We didn't make the semis, but
1: yeah. The West Tigers and uh, a very big performance to get where they have so far in the year 2000. There's their team. at Sears, Kane, Kevin McGuinness, Carlo Hopawadi in good form. Duckworth Field, Smith, O'Donnell, O'Neill, Scandala, Centre, Walker, Mesher, Georgialis, Doyle and Glauder coached by Wayne Pearce. What was that like being at a club that was just starting out?
0: Yeah, it was good actually because they signed players from like Canterbury, Parramatta and Manly. People come in, you know, and Norse and everyone come together. It was pretty exciting times.
1: At the end, uh, was it 0-2? What, what happened there?
0: 0-2, yeah. Just, I ended up going to Wakefield Trinity in England, the UK. Went over there for a year but um, halfway through, that was in 03, halfway through 02 started having problems with my hamstrings. Yeah. So I never got going again really like yeah. a few injury dramas but that's the way it goes. Yeah. So
1: how old were you when you, you gave it away? I, think I was
0: 28 or 29. I come back and I played a couple of reserve games at Cronulla in 2004 yeah. and um, yeah just me hamstrings, I wasn't coping with the training or the playing and
1: yeah. Just had enough at that stage. Just had enough at that stage. Yeah. When you look back on your career, yeah, you know, it's a great career. How, how do you rate it?
0: Yeah, I was happy with my career. You look back now and at the time you don't really take too much notice, but look back now and say, yeah, we would like to play you know, a bit longer, but your body didn't hold up. But I was lucky. Yeah. I played nine years, didn't have no major injuries really.
1: And, and after that, I mean, life's had some ups and downs Yeah, for you. life's had
0: some ups and downs. and. For the first couple of years I was travelling, then I got um, a couple of mates, went around the world kind of thing, travelled around the world and then I come back here and started working and um, yeah, ended up at the Gold Coast, made some bad decisions. and. That's what happens, pay the penalty for it.
1: Former NRL stars have been jailed for trafficking cocaine from Queensland and selling it to rugby league players. Matt Sears, who represented New South Wales at Origin, was sentenced to four years jail. The so-called kingpin of the network, John Toomer, who played for the Eastern Suburbs Roosters, was given nine years. They both pleaded guilty to playing a major role in the cocaine scandal linked to the Gold Coast Titans. I mean, you've openly talked about it. How do you feel about that time in your life?
0: Yeah, just I don't know. Everyone makes mistakes, you know, and I probably made a bad mistake and I paid for it. But that's the way it goes. It's all over with now. Move on with my life.
1: I mean, you're, you know, a decent bloke. Was were you yeah. too trusting, maybe, or? Is no, that... I just
0: I don't know. Just bad time in my life. Probably made a few bad decisions. That's all it was.
1: How was that time inside? Was it hard for a bloke? No, like it wasn't too
0: bad at all. Actually, I shouldn't really say this, but the boys inside, they love their footy and. So we got looked after, you know.
1: Yeah. Did it really help that you know, you're well known footballer? Yeah,
0: it helps in a way, I think, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. So where, just take it, where were you and for how long? I was in
0: Brisbane, yeah. uh, Wacoal for three months, then I went to Barellan, which is maximum, then up at Palin Creek, which is the farm, the minimum security. I was out there for eight months and went to work camp, yeah.
1: So what, talk us through your, what, your day, what time would you get up? And
0: I'd get up at five in the morning, go for a walk, or do some training. Then I was working in the kitchen, so yeah, a couple of up work till lunchtime in the kitchen, stayed down there have lunch, yeah. and go up in the afternoon, relax, train in the afternoon again.
1: Yeah, and um, did it seem like long days? Did you think this would never end, or you? No, it went could pretty see...
0: quick. Went pretty quick, but it was only a year.
1: And having never been inside? What's it? What's it like to
0: I've visited people inside, but I know it's a bit of a shock when you first get in there. <laughs> but I was with a couple of mates, so you know what I mean. Made it easier for us. Yeah,
1: and it's something you, obviously that's. Behind you now. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: behind me now. move on with my life. Yeah,
1: and, and how is Craig going? You mentioned Craig before. Yeah, Craig's
0: going all right, I think. I think he's out at Windsor, so yeah. Yeah,
1: so, and that, you think your football sort of helped you through that period in your life? Yeah,
0: definitely, you know, like, I don't know, just because you're obviously football, you're getting a routine with your training and that kind of stuff, so it helped me train in there, and yeah. Yeah, and did
1: the football community rally around you?
0: Yeah, everyone was pretty good. Everyone was pretty good. I in
1: what, just like visits and messages? Oh, and just a
0: few friends ringing up and, you know what I mean, ringing up and I was obviously in Queensland so a few of my mates didn't get up there, a few did but, yeah. yeah, just messages and that kind of stuff.
1: What did you say to yourself the day you got out? Was it like, right Matt, I've got to go down this road now? And yeah, it's
0: just, I don't know, the day I got out I was probably happy more than anything and it's a bit, yeah, just, yeah, put my head down and get back. So how long Living ago was that life. and what have you been doing? That was four months ago now so I've been back in Sydney at the moment and just try to get, try to get a full time job at the moment. Yeah.
1: Talk, talk us through an average day when you're on the site.
0: No, just an average day. I've been working on building sites and it's alright. It's eight and ten hour a day. A little bit boring at times but it's not too hard. Yeah. What, what sort of...? A bit of everything, you know, like jackhammering, pulling concrete, cleaning up site, whatever they want us to do.
1: Yeah, and do people still recognise you or your name? Some time? do and
0: some don't. Yeah. yeah, what do they say? Oh, somebody oh, I know who you are. <laughs> <But> <laughs> what are you doing here?
1: <laughs> or, or, and always, like, good memories of it. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, most people are pretty good.
1: Yeah, it, it must be a sense of pride that, you know, even looking at the old YouTube today before I came here, you're an excitement machine in your day.
0: Yeah, I was lucky I had a bit of pace, but <laughs> That's long gone now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything um, you would have done differently if you had it over again?
0: No, not really. I just love, you know, getting out there with my mates training and having a good time and you know playing hard footy. Yeah.
1: Was there a highlight that stands out?
0: Probably my first first grade debut was pretty pretty special, you know. And um, obviously state of origin was great as well.
1: Yeah, that, that was right up there. And yeah. um, away from work and, and footy, what do you enjoy doing?
0: Not much these okay. days because um, I was playing golf at one stage but I haven't really been playing much lately and yeah, just kicking back, going to the beach or going for dinner or hanging out. i got a 21 year old daughter Brianna, okay. so I like catching up with her. Yeah. She's great. She actually works for the NRL in oh, right. development. Okay. So yeah, try to catch up with her if I get a spare moment. And
1: yeah. So she lives locally obviously? Yeah, she
0: lives close to me so yeah. yeah.
1: And do you run into many year old? Mates. Yeah,
0: Every now and then we catch up, we have like North Sydney do's and I've been to a couple of NRL games, you bump into people, yeah. so it's good to catch up with all the boys.
1: Does it, does it stun you that it's 20 years since the Bears demise?
0: It does actually, yeah, yeah. it's a long time and probably wish it, oh, you know it never happened and. 20 years and just hopefully at one stage they will get back in.
1: Yeah, it just goes past so uh, yeah, so, so quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Did anybody um, did you get big offers back in your playing days from other, obviously other clubs and or rugby union? Or?
0: No, not really because I signed with Norse, so I was pretty happy there. Signed for two years at first, then after a year they signed me to a five year deal. So yeah, I was pretty happy. And, and
1: just on Norse, do, do you think that side was capable of winning a comp, some of those sides? Yeah, definitely. We had
0: the side to win it. and. Just a few little things went against us at times, and yeah, weren't good enough on the day.
1: You are inside the Bears for a long time. Is the curse a real thing, do you think? That...
0: No, I don't really think so.
1: Just one of those things?
0: Yeah, that happens. Like To win a comp, you actually need a lot of luck, don't you? You know what I mean? You need everything to fall in the right place at the right time, and it just didn't happen for us.
1: Thanks for listening to episode one of From Then to Now with Matt Sears. Next week's episode will feature rugby league cult hero Mark Tukey. Make sure you subscribe and share and we'll catch up with you next week.